Welcome back to Is It Horror? This is Season 2, Episode 22, Season 2 Wrap-Up. I'm Brianna. I'm Joe. I'm Matt. I'm Mitt. And I am Steve. <laughs> Why did we turn Southern? I always feel so dumb whenever I'm saying my name, like that I'm going to sound the stupidest I've ever sounded. I'm Mitt! <laughs> I'm Matt! <laughs> <laughs> Um, hopefully, hopefully nobody sounded stupid, and if they sounded Southern, hopefully it was in a cool way, so I guess we'll go from there. <laughs> Perfect. If you haven't joined us before, each episode we analyze a piece of media, usually a movie whose horror status is debatable, and we look at the creator's intent, audience reception, and the content of the media, all in an effort to better define the horror genre. If you agree with our take, that's awesome. If you don't, that's awesome too. Horror is a diverse genre, and all are welcome. This episode, though, will have a little bit of a different format for you. That is normally what we would do, but this one, since it is the final episode for Season 2, we're going to kind of uh, review what we've talked about this season, what we liked, what we didn't like, what we learned, and uh, we'll also play a few games. If you followed us and listened to the Season 1 wrap-up, then we're going to bring back the horror romance comedy game, as well as a few rounds of lightning round. And uh, yeah, so you'll get to know a little bit of our horror tastes better and uh, kind of how we saw the season as a whole. And normally we would also go to Joe's Get to Know You Corner, but because we are already going to be asking a lot of questions for the group here and getting to know each other throughout the episode, uh, we're going to go ahead and forego that. But yeah, normally we would have Joe come up with a cool question and ask us and you would get to learn a little bit more about us, perhaps more than you'd like to know sometimes. But uh, we'll skip past all of that kind of thing for this episode, and we will get into our look back at Season 2. I kind of figured we'd go through and look at some of the highlights of it, and we'll get right into it. I wanted to see what was everybody's favorite episode for Season 2 and why. Well, for me, it was a toss-up between Seven or Heathers, and honestly, it's because these were two movies that I originally picked last year as, like, something I'd like to do for season two. Um, I was just really interested to hear everybody's take on both of those movies, since I do like them so much, and I re-watch them so, so frequently. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was good discussion. I got to see different points of view, and it was kind of nice to experience those movies through other people's eyes. For me, um... I, I, you know, I, I had picked Half-Life 2 and sort of similar to you, Brianna, like it was just fun to like talk about it and like hear some other people's thoughts about it. And I, I always enjoy talking about Half-Life 2. Um, so that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, I also really liked how our Jaws episode went. I felt like we had a lot of good conversation and there was a, a lot of good discussion and back and forth. So those were mine. I really liked Seven, and I just feel like it is such a classic. It feels like it's a real classic or cult classic. I don't know what you would want to call that, that I somehow missed. Like, for me, it went into my head as, like, an instant classic, right? And, like, there's all kinds of gifts from that movie that are famous, you know, the what's in the box and things like that that everybody knows of and uh so yeah it was cool to like finally see that movie so my favorite episode to record was the gunslinger episode because i don't know why but i was so extremely excited to talk about that book because after reading it i wanted to just keep reading the series so 
I did start reading the second book. I have then I accidentally packed it in my box when I brought all my stuff to Matt's. So it's over there right now. So I can't finish reading it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I don't, I feel like I don't read as much as I should. So when I do read a really good book, I just want to tell everybody about it. So I was very excited coming into the episode. That's cool. Yeah, I was pretty excited after doing the Gunslinger episode and just kind of kept on reading through. I've read the Dark Tower series through a few times. But um, yeah, I'm nearly finished with the fourth book right now so just cruising right through as far as my favorite episode for the season though i agree with joe in that i also really liked the jaws episode i thought that really came together well and i kind of enjoyed talking about that and going through it but another episode that i really enjoyed that we did this season was return to oz because that one was a bit unique to me just one because it was a childhood favorite of mine and then it was kind of cool that we're able to find that interview with Walter Murch where he just went. So the director of that film, if you haven't listened to that episode or are unfamiliar with the movie. Um, so yeah, it was just interesting seeing this interview with him where he did a full breakdown of why he thought people perceived it as at least a darker film. And so it was kind of nice to have that play by play to refer to while going through and just talking about the film. So I think he kind of gave that episode a different feel that I really liked so it, I don't know, it was a lot of fun, that one. So before we go into the next question, I figured we kind of break up each of these questions with one of our Is It Horror Fun games that we're doing. So we'll do uh, one round of horror romance comedy here just in the middle of all this. So again, for those at home who didn't listen to the season one wrap up or haven't seen one of the other episodes where we threw this in. Uh, so horror romance comedy is kind of like Mary Fuck kill so the idea is you name three films and you have to choose one as a horror genre one as a romance genre and one as a comedy genre uh, no matter what those films are like and so i figured the first thing we'll do is we'll actually pull from joe's suggested list so we are going to do a horror romance comedy with lion king little mermaid and aladdin so everyone have at it go does it matter the order? Because I'm ready. Go for it, because I'm still debating. I did not expect a Disney curveball. <laughs> Little Mermaid, horror, because of the end, when she turns into a giant sea monster. Aladdin, comedy, because that movie is hilarious and amazing. And Lion King, of the, romant the romance song by Ellen John, seals the deal for me. I'll go next. I actually think... Like, those, like, like what Myth said is kind of, like, pretty clear for each of those films. Like, I think you can really make an argument that Little Mermaid has some horror chops. So, I'm going to say exactly what she said. Also, like, body horror. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Lion King definitely is the romance in there because, like, you, like, you know that Simba and Nala... Like, well, she gave him those eyes. She gave him the eyes. You know what I'm saying? The bedroom eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I guess I'm going to have to agree, but I don't think The Lion King is technically romance. I really don't. Besides, in a lion pride, the, the male lion sleeps with all of them. So, like, Nala's only going to be, like, his second best, probably. I feel like if you have only those three options, though. Okay, then Lion King is the romance by default, but, you know, I, I want it noted that, you know, I contested that. 
And then like in Little Mermaid, you got those creepy eels and then like all the people getting turned into like seaweed things. Like there's some creepy crap in there. Yeah, there really is. Those eels scared the crap out of me as a kid. Oh, yeah, where she turns them into little monsters? Ew, yeah. Yeah. I saw the live action of that last night with my daughter, and I was kind of disappointed that they didn't have the scene of, like, all the mer people getting turned into little wormies, because I remember that really vividly from the cartoon also. They didn't like, do any of that? Uh, sorry, spoilers. But, like, King Triton gets, like, disintegrated, and, like, he, go like, turns into dust, and then he comes back back from being dust but i definitely was like they should have just turned them all into squirmy little zombie worms that would have been a lot better (laughs) yeah it was effective (laughs) like everybody remembers that scene i don't know why they didn't do it i mean i'm sure there's like the whole contingency of the internet that's mad that that ariel isn't white but i'm mad that there wasn't worms so (laughs) (laughs) I got to go a little bit different. I agree. Little Mermaid is the the clear winner for a horror, despite despite the hyenas doing their best Nazi performance in Lion King. So Little Mermaid for horror. Um, I'm going to go Aladdin for the romance one, though, because the whole movie's focused on Aladdin trying to get with the princess there. So that one feels more romantic on the whole. And I'm going to give Lion King comedy because maybe it doesn't fit, but it does kind of have like it has the comedy pairing of Timon and Pumbaa, which cannot be matched in any of the other films. So that's that's my analysis on that one. Yeah, I guess now that you're saying that, like, I don't know if I'm going to change my vote, but like, I definitely see that. Like, it's, you know, it's all about Aladdin and Jasmine and all that throughout the whole movie, pretty much. All right, well, let's dive into favorite movie from season two that we covered. So this is not necessarily your favorite episode, but the movie or movies that you liked best from it. Uh, Well, for me, it was definitely Heather's just because it's super quotable and it's like the ultimate comfort watch in this weird, bizarre, dark way. So, yep, that always wins. For me, um, so as far as actual movies, I'm going to have to go with Hot Fuzz. Uh, It's just one of my favorite movies anyways. So I I really like that. But um, Half-Life 2 and Gunslinger also, you know, Half-Life 2 is one of my favorite Video games, Gunslinger is one of my favorite books, so or book series at, at minimum. Um, so yeah, the, I those were all a lot of fun to do and talk about. I think for me, it's a toss up between eleven twenty two sixty three and Heather's as favorite films because again, Heather's is one that I feel like uh, is a real classic that I somehow missed well i guess i know how i missed it i wasn't born in the time that that was (laughs) (laughs) uh that that was like big so yes that's how i missed it but that one was was really good uh but 11 22 63 is one of my favorite stephen king novels so i really enjoyed that one i'm cheating because i can't pick one and we had a very good season i think (laughs) so i'm just gonna list all the ones i really liked (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, I said Gunslinger earlier, and then Beetlejuice, Fido, and Hot Fuzz. I love all three of them for the comedy. They are all hilarious to me. Silence of the Lambs is a classic, and I love Hannibal Lecter. 
Um, he's so interesting to me. And then Black Swan was someone, or was it was a movie I did not expect to like as much as I did, but I really enjoyed Black Swan as well. I think for me, the I really like Hot Fuzz a lot. I love the Cornetto trilogy. You know, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. So um, that might be a hint as to something you can expect probably in the third season. But uh, yeah, just Hot Fuzz. (laughs) Hot Fuzz is is so good. And then I love the Dark Tower series, so I was really jazzed that we could cover The Gunslinger. I think that, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I know I didn't list that as necessarily my favorite episode, but I do really... Like I like that episode a lot. I was glad that we got to do it, and it was fun to, you know, put my finger on the scale a little bit and have it make sure that it was the nineteenth episode for those in the know in the Dark Tower universe. So I don't know that was that was a lot of fun. I want to clarify for anyone listening who didn't listen to the Gunslinger episode, we're talking about the book, not the movie. <laughs> oh, good clarification. You know what? Not watch the Gunslinger movie, and I do not want to. Yeah. All right, well, I think before we get into the worst, I'm going to have us do another round of horror romance comedy. And so I am going to pick one here out of Brianna's list that she has listed here. And uh, I was trying to make sure, because I don't know if everyone will see every single one of these movies, but let's go with the one off the top in case everyone's seen it more than I have. So I was going to go with Sex in the City, Bridesmaids, and Waiting to Exhale. Okay, so Waiting to Exhale is, that can be the comedy. No, Bridesmaids is the comedy. Uh, Sex in the City is the horror story. And Waiting to Exhale is the romance. Because you learn to love yourself. It's all about finding yourself. There we go. I, I might have to abstain because I actually haven't seen any of those. Uh, I also haven't seen any of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god pick one that isn't a bunch of chick flicks <laughs> well we could try another one i so i've seen some of sex in the city and i would definitely put it as a horror show just guess right <laughs> out of right. principle <laughs> but then uh bridesmaids is the comedy and then waiting to exhale i have not seen any of that so i guess i would put that as the romance just by default but yeah we can go let's go ahead and pick another one then okay how about the adams family the monsters bewitched uh, well, the Adams family is definitely romance because Gomez and Morticia are goals. Um, the Munsters is the comedy, and Bewitched is the horror story. Yeah, I think. Sorry, I'm going out of turn, but I think that, that that I agree with that. I think Bewitched sounds like a horror story, like if you really take a look at it, and uh, like she's probably got him under her spell and he doesn't realize right so and then i don't know i feel like the adams family could either be the comedy or the romance there but probably more their romance and the monsters comedy trying to think if i have any dissenting opinion about that i don't know that i do um i guess i uh, it's been a while since I've seen some of this stuff, but I wasn't thinking of Bewitched as a horror until you guys started saying some of those things. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, okay, I guess there's maybe some stuff there. I got to go with, I mean, I think, I don't know, Brianna, I think you nailed it right out of the gate. Yeah, Adam's family with just Morticia and Gomez, like, they're just the power couple. So it's hard to not put that one as the romance just on principle. 
And then the monsters is just, yeah, it's just comedic. It's more comedic maybe than the other two. I'm going to put it there. And then Bewitched, yeah, I know <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go horror on that one too. Because then the other thing is you have like the evil mother-in-law and... Uh, I don't remember it real well, but I feel like there's some pretty evil elements that show up that Darren's constantly having to deal with in his existence there, too. So, yeah, I guess that's how I got to break that down as well. I agree with everything that Brianna said. Her assessment, it was exactly what I was going to say. So, Yay! Everybody wins! Solid. All right, well, then back to the wrap-up, because we're going to look at uh, what was the worst movie that, in your opinion, that we covered this season. Oh, I got to tell you, Halloween Ends was not a winner for me. Um, I Because of scheduling conflicts, I didn't get to record that one with y'all, but I still tried to watch the movie, and guys, I couldn't even make it through it. Like, I legit gave up and fell asleep on my couch. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was the same for me, unfortunately. I, I really had higher hopes for it, especially because I really liked Halloween 2017. Um, but uh, but yeah, that, I, just, I just couldn't get behind this one. I would say, yeah, Halloween ends is really bad. Definitely going into the ranks, the horror ranks of we're going to pretend that it didn't exist. Um, and honestly, I'm just not like, I know everybody loves Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I don't know. I just really didn't get into it as much as everybody else. So that's, that's it. You just need to put on a pair of fishnets, honey. It's going to change your life. Yeah. Probably <laughs> if I was wearing fishnets and a corset, I would have felt better about you it. You got to commit. You got to commit to the experience. Don't worry. I got you. Halloween's coming. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to sever all my relationships with all four of you. <laughs> my least favorite was The Descent. And what? I'll tell you why. And this is why it's going to sever my relationship. It's because, I'm sorry in advance, but the zombie movie is my least favorite horror movie genre. And it was very zombie-esque. I know, I know. I'll put in my resignation from the podcast. <laughs> you literally can hear the pearls clutching from over here. I know you can. I know you can. I don't know what about it, specifically this movie. I just, I don't know. It's not like I didn't like it. It's just I liked it the least. I was ready for it to be over. Maybe I had a good, or maybe I had a very bad day at work. I don't know. But there was a blood pool. Oh, my God. I don't it know. It is kind of a stressful watch, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's very stressful in a lot of ways. <laughs> I don't know. I listen to like true crime podcasts to fall asleep. So maybe I'm desensitized. I don't know. I think maybe one of the reasons that I didn't enjoy watching it was because in a horror movie, there's typically like an ebb and flow of tension where you can be like, oh my gosh. And then it, you know, you calm there's calm and then there's tension. And then that movie is just tense the whole time. So I was just like uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> I can understand that. I agree that it's more like it. What it's not like I do like the movie, but I was more unsettled by it just because I don't like the idea of being stuck in a cave. It's yeah. very claustrophobic. That's part of what makes it so icky. I really like that movie a lot. Like, I can understand maybe not enjoying watching it, but it's 
I don't know. I didn't, we're going to be talking later about our favorite horror movies and it didn't make the list for that or even an honorable mention for me, but it's still up there. It's just the length of the list <laughs> that hurts. It's not being on my top five is all, but I still, I do think that one's really good, but I, I get it. Objectively, is The Descent worse than Halloween Ends? No. Halloween Ends is definitely objectively worse. But I would watch Halloween Ends again, and I would not watch The Descent again. That's fair. But if I was an actual movie critic, obviously, I would rank this higher than Halloween Ends. <laughs> I was going to say, I watched this other movie recently called Fall. It had some Descent vibes for me because it has the same kind of like, oh, you're stuck in a place and there's anxiety about the area. But then instead of being stuck in a cave, it's stuck at a ridiculously high height. So I don't know if that one would necessarily qualify in my mind as horror. Maybe that's one to cover later. But actually, I thought that one was kind of fun. So I guess if you're out there listening and you haven't seen that one and you like the Descent and you want something that has a similar vibe, that's not a bad one to check out afterward. Sounds like kind of like how Speed 2 is like, or Speed 1 is like Speed 2, except they're in a bus instead of a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Simpsons referenced. My worst movie for this one was Halloween Ends. I, the, again, I think the thing I feel like I is worth pointing out about it is that I don't think that it's necessarily a bad movie. I can see what they were trying to do, and I think that it made its own kind of sense, but I think that it was a poor way to close off the trilogy of these films, and I think that's mainly what it comes to. I do think that there's some value in trying to go with the idea of sort of an anthology kind of feel to the Halloween series again, because I do think Halloween 3 Season of the Witch is actually kind of a fun movie that gets overlooked too often for similar reasons is that you go into the Halloween series expecting Michael Myers and then he's not in it at all. And same with Halloween ends, you go in expecting this big conflict between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode and you kind of, it doesn't really deliver on it. So I guess that's what it comes to is that I don't necessarily think that it's intrinsically a bad film. I just think that it's, it wasn't what people were expecting. And in a way it, I think that they should have tried harder to make it what people were expecting. This feels like Halloween ends. I'm going to be real with you. It kind of feels like one of those movies where people are going to start watching this in like 10 to 15 years and find like, oh man, this is actually kind of cool. Like, I feel like it could gain like cult classic status for some horror fans at some point in time. Just saying. I think you're right. I think that it could. I think that it could end up going that way. Once, you know, people kind of like calm down about what it is versus what they wanted it to be. If you went in a few years afterward, relaxed about it and then watched it, you might have a whole different experience. I could see that. Yeah, I think when the dust settles and people can just kind of accept it for what it is, there there is a lot of like interesting stuff going on and some particularly interesting kills for the Halloween franchise. All right, let's break it up with another round of horror romance comedy. So we're going to do one from my list, which is The Craft, Scream 7. This is unfair because Scream is like the quintessential <laughs> modern horror film. Of course that's fucking horror. It hits all the marks. 
Oh my God, I need to take a break. I can't believe you did this to me. Come back to me. <laughs> I'm ready. Scream is comedy because Stumacher, and I love him. He's hilarious. He makes me giggle every time. The craft is romance because it gives me uh, lesbian feelings. And seven is horror because it's very <laughs> gross. I am dead. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Mitz, where have where has this side of you been all season? What the hell? Girl, get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that Scream is romance because it stews romance with the horror genre. Um not Stu. Uh Jamie Kennedy's character. Randy. Yes, it's Randy's romance with the horror genre. Okay. I've never really seen The Craft, so we're going to call that... How have you not seen The Craft? My dude, it changed the entire world for as far as knee-high stockings are concerned. Like, it was insane. <laughs> it would apparently make me turn into a lesbian. Um... <laughs> There's worse things. <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see. So I'm going to call that one... I don't know. Seven seven is the comedy for me. There you go. And then the craft is romance. Not romance. The craft is horror. There you go. <laughs> I botched that. I botched my answer very badly. But you tried, and that's something. I'm right in line with Mitz. Uh, scream is comedy. Seven is horror. And craft is romance. Yeah, that's, that's where I end up on it, too. Because uh, there's a lot of romance going on in in the craft because it's it's like you got your main girl at first trying to get with the guy and then she's trying to be more with her friends and foster that romance and then at the end she learns to love herself so there's that beautiful message there with the craft and then of course screams comedy because it's very obviously comedy and then despite my waffling during the episode yeah seven's gonna be the horror one of that so yeah i gotta go with that Okay, actually, you convinced me, Steve. That does seem accurate. That is a fair explanation. I will back that up. Okay, now we are going to head into Has Your Mind Changed on any of the movies that we covered throughout the season? Have you, you know, had some time to think about it? Do you feel differently about anything now? Yeah, I think the biggest one for me, I was um, I was reviewing this, this season one wrap-up, and I uh, heard that I said... What had happened was um, I said that the Silence of the Lambs was a police procedural instead of horror. And since I've had a very profound come to Hannibal moment and I've decided that it's procedural horror. So rather than put things in little teeny tiny boxes, I just expanded my little circles on my Venn diagram. So, yeah, I think there's some things that I would definitely change my vote on now that I've had time to reflect. For me, kind of looking over the list of, of what I have, wh what I voted on, there was a few kind of iffy, iffy votes. And that was the thing about, I feel like maybe more so in this season than the first. Maybe I'd look back at it and not say that. But there was a lot of episodes that were kind of right on the bubble for me. Uh, but uh, the ones that particularly stood out were Return to Oz, I had voted yes on. I think I'll still keep it there, but it's like so close for me on that one. Um, seven, I had said no, and 
I'm keeping it there too, but again, right on the bubble. The one I am going to change though is Little Nightmares. I had said no. Um, I think I will change that to yes though. Uh, just kind of thinking back on the content and everything and the tone of it, I do think that it probably is horror. I think having come freshly off of playing it, uh, it was, and we talked about this in the episode, like it just took me out of it a lot. The like frustration with the, the way that it handled the controls and things like that. And it took me out of the feeling of it a lot more, but just being able to reflect on it as to just kind of how it did feel as a story. I do think that it is horror. I saw that I said yes on Return to Oz, and I feel like probably that's a no in retrospect. And I also said yes, or said no to Jaws, and I think I I would say yes to Jaws, just taking it as a whole, that I feel like it could fit into horror. I feel like horror is a diverse genre, and all are welcome, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly don't remember most of the answers I gave for most of the episodes, so I'm just going to stick by what I said and hopefully pass Mitt's uh, knew what she was talking about. Final answer. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah, trust your past self. Nothing wrong with that. I think for me, I I know I did change my mind about Seven while we were recording, as I had already mentioned earlier. Um, So you definitely check that one out and you can kind of see what we talked about and why. Um, but I think that also the way that I think about the genre classification has changed over the course of doing two seasons of the show now. And that some of the earlier episodes that we did in the first season is more where I would change my mind. Cause looking at the second season, I don't, I don't think that I would, I don't think that I feel differently about anything that we covered throughout this season. And so I guess that's to say, yeah, no for that one, but I would go back I'd be interested to revisit Gremlins at some point from the first season and see if I felt differently about it now. I know that one kind of got heated back and forth, both on and off the episode, and thinking about it a little bit, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'd feel differently now looking at those metrics again. So, I don't know. Maybe sometime in the future we'll do a revisit of some movies. Maybe even that one. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, where I'd come in on that. All right, figured we'd do another round of horror, romance, comedy. So we're going to pull from Matt's list, and we're going to go with... uh, (laughs) I like this one, so we're doing this. Back to the Futures 1, 2, and 3. Those are the three movies. Which one's horror, which one's romance, which one's comedy? (laughs) Well, I'm exempt from this one because I've only seen the first one. What? What? Really? (laughs) Really, really. Wow. Okay, well, we're going to fix that soon. (laughs) Okay, the first one is romance. The second one is comedy. The third one is horror. I think, for me, the second one is maybe horror. And the first one's comedy, and the third one's romance. Yeah, I think that the third one is the romance. The second one's the horror, because you have this, like horrible dystopian future where hill valley is like run by the hell's angels and then the first one would be the comedy because it's mostly just like george and george's hijinks and stuff like that yeah i think i gotta go that way too because yeah again like the the post-apocalyptic alternate 
present in Back to the Future 2. That's probably the most horrific element of that. Um, just Biff in control and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then just Marty's mom's fake boobs in general. That might be enough <laughs> to classify it as horror. And then uh, three, the the romance, because you got Doc Brown and uh, Clara, the teacher, and just like that's really focused on the romance. And yeah, you do have Marty and his girlfriend as a focus in the first and the second movie, but like they're already together, so it's not like you get the romance aspect of it as much. So I'm going to go comedy for the first movie as well. Uh, just it's it's fun all the way around. It's a little bit of lighter tone, lighter tone than maybe the other two in a way. So yeah, I go. One is comedy, two is horror, three is romance. All right. So now we're going to talk about uh, what movie surprised you the most throughout season two. And that surprise can be just I don't know, just you weren't expecting it to be a genre it was, or you ended up liking a lot better. Uh, just whatever surprised you about it, whichever movie surprised you most. Most. Uh, for me, it was definitely Jaws because Jaws, as I said, like for me, it's not a horror movie. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so dumb and we're not going to have anything to talk about because it's very clearly not a horror movie. And like that was a great discussion and I laughed a whole lot and it was just that was a really fun episode. That that was mine too, I think, uh, and it was just because like I kind of always thought of Jaws as more of a horror movie, but I came away with it not feeling like it was. Uh, so that was a little surprising after kind of some retrospectiveness. Uh, I would say Heather's was the one that surprised me the most, just because I'd never really had heard of it until we brought it up as a suggestion to watch, and it was just really funny and had this kind of cast of actors who ended up being like bigger stars that, that I recognized so it was just uh it felt like quintessential movie viewing that I had missed shame on you for doubting the perfect ensemble casting <laughs> uh my biggest surprise was probably evil dead rise um I went into the movie not excited to see it because I just don't I just don't really know about this new generation of Evil Dead movies, um, but I actually really liked it. I had a good time watching it. I think for me, as far as the movie that surprised me the most delving into it research-wise was The Nightmare Before Christmas, because I thought... So our uh, Matt and I's sister, she really likes that movie a lot. And I, I don't dislike it, but I never really... I guess I would say that I didn't necessarily see the appeal personally. And I think when I started digging into it and looking at all the stuff that happened behind the scenes on it, I thought there was, there was a lot more interesting things going on under the hood than I expected there to be. And so that was kind of fun seeing what was happening there and just surprises and just like from, I don't know, big things about it that I never realized that like Tim Burton didn't really have much to do with the creation of the film that was a surprise to me and the fact that he didn't direct it and then like minor surprises of how uh just relationships of people working on the staff influenced what the movie ended up feeling like so i i don't know that one was kind of the big surprise to me and i, I guess i will say in another way that maybe evil dead rise was also a bit of a surprise to me because i think i overhyped that movie for myself and i really wanted to like it a lot and i don't think again it was that it was a bad movie i, I was just 
disappointed a little bit by what it all came together. I mean, I appreciate that you enjoyed it, Mitz, and I'm glad that you did. But yeah, I was just, I was hoping for something else out of it, I guess. So I guess those would be the two movies that surprised me the most that we covered throughout the season. All right, let's go do another round of horror romance comedy. We're going to do another one from Joe's List, which is Sandlot, The Mighty Ducks, and Angels in the Outfield. Uh, Sandlot is comedy, Angels in the Outfield is horror, and I don't know, you might have to come back to me now, I'm second guessing myself. Come back. I'm uh, I'm along the same lines with Angels in the Outfield. I think it's horror because the kid's being haunted, basically. Uh, but uh, And then I would say Sandlot is, I guess, the romance because, I don't know, the one kid like ends up marrying the girl wendy peppercorn yes her and her little blonde ponytail yeah and then the the mighty ducks i guess i'd say was comedy just a little bit as default i think i would go with roughly the same assessment as yours joe i would add to the angels in the outfield one as the horror option of the three where i have to pick that is the whole idea of if there are angels that are real and out there doing their things, doesn't that confirm you that there's actually a real literal hell as well? Wouldn't that be the implication of that movie is to walk away from it's like, yeah, I saw angels once while I was growing up. It's like, okay, so hell's real then, right? And you'd have to sit there and be like, oh shit, yes, that is that is terrifying. That's very true, yeah. Yes, I also agree with Joe's assessment. They should do a sequel called Demons in the Infield. And I just, that's all I really have to contribute to this argument. But yeah. (laughs) I like it. I'm in. I'd watch it. Sorry, I forget. Brianna, did you get to say your piece on this too? Now I was thinking about it. I got lost. (sighs) No, I was right the first time and I agree with Joe. So that's my final answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now probably one of the bigger questions here. Coming out of season two, uh, what did you learn from this experience about horror in this season? Are there things that you think that we should be talking about more or less? Uh, what what came to the forefront for you most? I don't know. I'm just having fun watching all kinds of movies that I haven't gotten to see yet. And you even have me playing video games sometimes. It's a miracle. I did like that we branched out this season to more media. Yeah, I liked reading... The, the two Stephen King novels that we did with everybody and because I like Stephen King and I like reading and I like you guys. Oh. But yeah, the thing that I kind of picked up on a little bit this season is we watched a lot of movies where there were horror elements and not necessarily supernatural elements where I feel like season one, we looked a little bit more at like supernatural some things that had like supernatural horror or you know like alien or pan's labyrinth things that were like a little bit more out of the realm of reality and this season we kind of looked at a lot of other things that forced me to consider things as horror that didn't have any supernatural elements at all i think some of my takeaways uh were I mean, I'm I'm continuously learning this one, but just like how varied horror can be this season early on, especially we kind of delved a lot into children slash family horror, which was interesting to discuss. 
Um, so I don't know. I think there's a lot, there's a whole subgenre there, uh, which is interesting to talk about. Uh, another one, I really liked doing the books and the video games as well. Those kind of made me think about how, how difficult it is to do like long format horror. Uh, and it's not impossible, but like, you know, each of those things that we did that were long format horror, uh, had horror elements, but that just wasn't continuous enough. So that was interesting to me. Um, the, the last thing that stuck with me, uh, was that a movie or, well, anything can have horror elements, but what it kind of comes down to a lot for me personally is just like the tone of it. Like it could have everything else that a horror needs, but if the tone's off, then it doesn't feel like horror for me. And, um, I don't know that, I guess that's been an interesting thing for me to think about. Yeah. I think one of the things that I thought about quite a bit this season too, or at least towards the back end of the season is, so we've, we've talked about plenty of times before and I'll reiterate it here is that, whether or not something is scary to you is probably one of the least important metrics for whether or not something is horror. And I think that I got a little wrapped up into that idea and forgot to kind of try and focus as much on the idea of like, yes, whether or not it scares you doesn't necessarily influence whether it is or isn't horror, but whether or not, they are trying, the creative crew is trying to make something that scares you or explores fear of something or another is still worth looking at. And the reason I say whether or not it scares you isn't as essential to whether or not something is horror is just with the idea of like what scares someone is so personal. So you can watch a movie that everyone is sure is horror and you can have one person in the room who is terrified by it. And you can have one person in the room that laughed the whole way through. And I don't think that that makes that movie any more or less horror. It's just everyone's varied. And then on the other side of it too, you can say the first time you watched a movie, maybe it terrified you. And then the second time it was a little bit less and a little bit less to the time where like, maybe that's your favorite movie. You get to the 15th, 20th watch and it doesn't even cross your mind that it would be scary anymore. And I don't think that that changes whether or not the movie was horror just because your feeling changed. Um, but again, going along with the idea of looking at the construction of the film, I think that that is something important to look at. And maybe we'll look at a little bit more as we move forward, or at least I would like to look at more as we move forward, is the idea of if the creative people behind it, you know, the writer, the director... Uh, sound design, score, things like that. Are they trying to scare the audience in what they're constructing? And I think that that is something that influences the overall tone as, as Joe was talking about. I think that it can lead towards the movie feeling one way or another, even if it didn't personally work for you as scary, if that makes sense. So yeah, them, the creative folks behind the movie trying to make something that's scary, even if it didn't work for you, I think still has weight in determining if something ends up being horror. Well, that kind of goes against what I was going to say <laughs> for what <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> well, by all means, go ahead and say it. Cause mine's not I the final word. I agree with what you said, but 
what I was going to say, um, things that I've learned about, you know, things that I've learned from watching these movies this season and last season is kind of how my perception of what is horror or what is scary, rather, my perception of what is scary and what disturbs me and what pushes my buttons is changes very much with my age. So the movies that scared me 10 years ago were the paranormal ghost movies, the conjuring, that sort of genre. And I can, I feel that I can watch those movies just fine now and feel absolutely nothing. But 10 years ago, gore did not bother me at all. And now I have a hard time watching gory movies and I feel bad because I used to love those movies and now those movies are lower on my list. So I don't know. It's funny how the more life experience I have, the my perception of what's is scary is shifting. I I find that interesting. I'm also very anxious, so I just like to psychoanalyze myself a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's nothing wrong with a little bit of uh, self analysis. I think that it's beneficial. That's something that can help people is just to. Ask yourself why you do the things you do, why you think the things you think. There's nothing wrong with questioning that, right? Guys, side note, my house is definitely fucking haunted. These lights keep turning on and off on me every single time we record. I shit you not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the ghosts are liking the episodes then. I guess so. I don't... Oh, God. It's just ghosts clapping. All right, so I thought another thing we kind of just take a look at is I thought it was interesting to look at the top five most listened to episodes out of season two. That doesn't really indicate whether or not they were our best work or not, but at least it was interesting to see what people were talking about most. Is uh, So number five was The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, number four was The Descent. Number three was Black Swan. Number two was Willow, and then number one, our most listened to episode for season two was The Black Cauldron. Yay! Wow, The Black Cauldron. I would not have called that. Yeah. All right, and then I thought we would go into kind of the big question for all of this is, uh, at least as far as your opinion now, and it doesn't necessarily have to be five, but five-ish, we'll say, what makes a film horror? What's kind of the, the big things that you look for at this point well for me it's definitely body horror and gore um there needs to be some element of that for me personally to really kind of tip the scales over towards the horror arena um but also the tension building that we've been talking about so much like i need that constant you know build up build up build up and then oh my gosh okay you can breathe a sigh of relief and then oh my god for more jump scares like i need that um And I do like there to be a supernatural element. I know there's been a lot of discussion this season about, well, does there have to be a supernatural element? Does there need to be a religious element? Does that make it supernatural? Um, And I do also like to have like that strong sense of a taboo being broken or transgressed. Um, But more than anything, because I'm a visual person, it really comes down to an aesthetic. Does it look like horror? Does it walk like horror? Does it talk like horror? Like all of those things uh, mishmashed together is what makes it a horror movie for me personally. Um, I kind of already mentioned, I guess, tone. Uh, For me, I guess, as it turns out, is really big because kind of what I had said already, like it can have like the cocktail of horror can have 
so many things in it, but if the tone's off, then it just doesn't feel right to me to call it horror. Uh, but some of the other elements that are kind of towards the top of my list is like, I feel like a good horror movie or uh, a movie that I need to, uh, that I'm classifying as horror needs to have kind of a drop moment. Uh, it needs to have a drop moment or like this like moment of hopelessness uh, and just sort of like, you know, that can look like different things, but like it's a, just a moment in the film or a, a part of the film where it's just like the good guy is not going to win. Like they're not getting out of this like or like one of my favorite examples of it is like Evil Dead 2 when Ash just like he just lets go like he's just like he just starts laughing along with all the other stuff in the house. And, you know, it's just, he's just given up at that point. Tension is another big one for me. High tension and like the roller coaster of tension that we talked about, ups and downs and having a good flow to all of that. And the others that I guess I would maybe uh, throw in there are gore and taboo, but I, I don't know. We've talked about this. I don't, I don't think a, horror movie has to have gore but i it's one thing that i guess i look for uh same with taboo uh those are a little lower on my list the others i think are higher i i have a list of things i guess i really do think a lot plays into the intent of the of the people who created the film and then also how people perceived it and that plays a lot of role in what and how I look at it too. But also, I think more than anything, it is just the tone of the film. And by tone, I'm talking about the music, the cinematography, the pacing. Um, having done this analysis and sitting in these movies and watching more and more horror movies, it's almost like you. It's almost like how they say that you know you. You can't really define pornography, but you know it when you see it. <laughs> like that's kind of yeah. like how horror has come to be for me. Um, and a lot of horror is semi-pornographic in ways. Uh, but also, so that's a complete <laughs> side note. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like you—you you can just sort of feel it when you're in a horror film, um, especially the music and the way that they're shot. Uh, those particular things I think are used to build tension and we've talked a lot about how a horror film will build the tension and then pay it off and how horror comedy is a little bit different in that it like edges you pretty close but then takes you back and lowers the tension with comedy for a while whereas horror just like has that tension payoff kind of scheme with it. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing for me. The things that I wrote down were uh, writer and director intention. So that's something we talked about earlier. If the writer is intending for it to be scary, I think that plays a lot into whether or not it is a horror movie. I guess if the writer's intending for it to be horror, rather. Um, disturbing elements or taboo, I guess, is this what we mentioned earlier. Uh, supernatural or paranormal antagonist, but I, I don't think that's necessary, but I think if it has that, then it's probably horror. I think that there has to be a danger or even a death of a main character, maybe not the main character, but a character that is featured throughout the movie. If, if they die or if they are in danger, 
I think that's usually a sign of horror. And of course, the most important one, abrasive synth. (laughs) (laughs) If, If the movie has abrasive synth music, it's absolutely horror. The more abrasive, the better. Yes. And it should be listed in the subtitles that abrasive synth intensifies. (laughs) exactly you get me yes i think one of the things i think about with all of it too i this at least for me hasn't changed the idea that it's that it's a cocktail of things i don't think that there's any one thing that you can point to and say this thing exists in this film therefore it's horror i think it's a mix of things and how it all comes together because i think any one thing that you'd want to point out of course obviously there's obvious things like, oh, is it scary? Or, you know, does it explore fears or things like that? But, I mean, there's plenty of movies that do those types of things without necessarily being horror. So I think you have to look at the cocktail of all of it and how it all mixes together. I agree that the tone adds a lot to it. You know, when you're looking at the cinematography, you're looking at the soundtrack of it. And I think that The other side of it, too, is the idea of no artistic endeavor exists in a vacuum. It's made by people. It's made for people. And so it can't be horror in and of itself just existing in a vacuum. There has to be a reaction to it for people to feel that way. And I think that's why things like horror tropes come into play, where you say to yourself, I know that this thing is horror because it's playing with things that we have as a society already accepted as being horror. So I think that that comes into it as well as that sort of societal impact that looking at tropes that exist. So I guess tone and tropes of things we already accept as horror. And I also, I think again, as we've all kind of mentioned to some degree or another is the taboo side of it of, I think that there's this real punk rock vibe to horror that it's this counterculture thing And so it's doing things that you would normally feel like you're not supposed to do in a movie. You're seeing things that you're not supposed to see as far as society goes. And so there's always that element, that gut reaction for me of uh, feeling like I did when I was growing up when I watched a horror movie where I was like, I'm getting away with something by seeing this. Like, I'm not supposed to be able to see this, but somehow I'm seeing it. And if I don't have that gut reaction, then it certainly makes it a little bit harder for me to think of a film as horror. And then, of course, as we've all talked about, the tension roller coaster. So, yeah, that is a big one for me as well. Um, so I think those are the elements. And as we talked about just a little bit earlier, I think whether or not the intention of the film was to be scary at least plays into how it ends up being constructed, the tone that it ends up portraying, the tension that it ends up working towards. So I think those are all the things that I kind of look at to make that determination. All right. So these next couple things that we're going to talk about is kind of our favorites because we've talked a lot about various movies during the course of these two seasons, but I don't think that we've gone on to just say out and out what our favorite horror subgenres are and what our favorite horror films are. So I thought that we would cover that. But before we do, we're going to do another round of horror romance comedy. And so let's see, let's pick another one from Matt's list and we'll go with uh, The Mummy, Napoleon Dynamite, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hold on, is this like the original Mummy from the 90s or 
that abomination that what's his face made? Oh, we're talking Brendan Fraser mummy here. Oh, thank God. Well, that <laughs> is clearly the romance. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, just to clarify, I assume that's the first live action one. Yeah, that would be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles followed up by the sequel Secret of the Ooze from the 90s. Yes. Okay. We're talking the good versions of these films. The good originally, I, originally mm. I thought that Brianna was saying that the Brendan Fraser mummy was garbage, and I was about to oh, go no. ham on your oh, ass. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, I was about to be like, girl, you have some hot takes, but that's a real hot take. <laughs> <laughs> no, please do not misunderstand. Okay, so the mummy is definitely romance. Hashtag goals. Napoleon Dynamite. Mm, probably the comedy. Ninja Turtles is the horror story. It's all about Master Splinter using these poor, impressionable uh, adolescent reptiles against their will. Terrible. That is a hot take. I wouldn't have uh, thought about uh, Master Splinter using them like that, but okay. Shazam. <laughs> uh, I, th I would go with the mummy as the romance and... I'd maybe swap the others. Like, I'm not a big Napoleon Dynamite fan. I don't know if it's fair to call it horror, but I guess I will. And uh, Ninja Turtles says comedy. Um, yeah, so this one is hard for me. I know it was my question, but <laughs> I think that both the mummy and the Ninja Turtles could be considered horror in a way. Because um, especially that first Ninja Turtles film has a more, has a darker vibe to it. So I am going to say Ninja Turtles, horror, mummy, comedy, Napoleon Dynamite romance. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ninja Turtles, the Ninja Turtles, the first one there is definitely the darkest tone at least in my opinion of any of those three movies so i'm gonna give that one the horror nod and then um i'm gonna give the mummy the romance nod because you know there's the coupling there that that's a big deal throughout the whole film and like you know they show up married in the second one with the kids so so i feel like there's that so i'm gonna give that one the romance one and then uh i guess I'm going to quote-unquote call Napoleon Dynamite comedy, aside from the fact that I didn't find it all that funny at all. Sorry, that's my hot take for anyone that likes that one out there, is, I, man, I just don't care for that movie. Yeah, I'm pretty much going with the consensus. The Mummy is the romance, Napoleon Dynamite is comedy, and Ninja Turtles is horror because they are life-size turtles. That's scary. I know that if you saw them in real life, you'd be scared. I just know it. Actually, you know what? It's more the rat that would get me. Imagine the life-sized turtle corners you in an alley, and then it stares into your eyes and opens its mouth, and then you can see the guy inside of its mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> still scary. It's still scary. No, I wasn't saying that to, like, dispel your fear. I think it's even more frightening. <laughs> the guy's just holding a gun it's like you didn't even need the gun you just needed to open your mouth <laughs> alright what is everyone's all time favorite horror subgenres 
I feel like it's really unfair that you limited us to like a few, a handful, a small sprinkling. So I came up with three that I guess are okay. Um, but I'm <laughs> I'm universally attracted, like even if the movie's terrible, with the exception of Twilight, any kind of vampire movie, I'm usually, I'll give it a whirl. Um, so that's definitely one for me. And I also really love horror comedies. Um, even in some of my favorite horror movies that are not technically horror comedies, I find things that are funny and amusing and that tickles my fancy. And I also really like the like the twisty psychological thriller type of horror too. Um, I love a good twist and turn. Um, yeah, that like sixth sense moment is something that I always want to have when I'm watching a new film. Mine would probably be zombies. I'd say that's the first kind of sub subcategory of horror that kind of got me into horror. Uh, so I'd do that, and then uh, horror comedy and sci-fi horror because i really like um you know like alien and stuff like that yeah for me it is zombies will always be number one and then slasher i feel like more than anything uh i got more into slashers from just watching or playing a lot of dead by daylight because i play a lot of the game the video game dead by daylight not just that i my brother is really into horror. I feel like you and I mostly have watched like zombie movies together and didn't really watch slashers that much together, but Dead by Daylight got me really into watching all the slashers that are associated with Dead by Daylight uh, and then expanding into others. My top three are probably slasher, comedy, and psychological horror. I'm not explaining it. <laughs> I guess for me, it's... It's zombies. I think zombies are ultimately what got me into horror in the first place. Um, specifically thinking about the George Romero zombie films. And then I probably have watched more slasher movies than any other horror subgenre. But I think that that sort of extends from the first one because George Romero zombie movies were so good. And there's a lot of zombie movies out there. And I'll watch whatever you've got but I can be a little bit picky about it. So just that it has zombies in it is not always my big thing. And the other thing too that you notice about zombie movies is it's, it is easy to make a cheap zombie movie. That's why Romero made it in the first place when he created the genres, because it was easy just from a technical perspective to have those as monsters, because you can just get a lot of people. But the thing that you run into is a lot of people, they will make their zombie movies, but they don't have a lot of people to play zombies. And I feel like if you make a zombie movie and you don't have a horde of a whole bunch of zombies, that you're a little bit lesser for the experience. And so that can sometimes make it a little bit hard to find a good one, at least partially. So anyway, zombies, slasher movies, I just, I did, grew up during the 80s, you know, so it's kind of the heyday of the slasher movie. And... There's so many to pick from, and I think that they're always kind of fun in a way. and You kind of always know what you're in for, um, so I think those are a lot of fun. And then I I put thriller, but I think that what I'm talking about in terms of thriller could also kind of be psychological in a way. I, I do like when they're kind of like mind-bendy, sort of putting you on uncertain footing kind of horror movies. Um, so I guess thriller is a good enough example of that 
to say to start with. So that's that would that's what I would pick for my main three horror subgenres that I like. And I know Brianna, I made it so hard making this limited, but I also knew that we could have a whole episode on any one of these topics, and I didn't want to get too bogged down. But maybe we should do more like top ten list episodes. I don't know. Do it. Make it happen. All right, and I thought we'd lead right into your all-time favorite horror films. Again, I know I was a monster by having people pick five. It's okay if you have a couple more or a couple less. I just wanted, like, your top pick. What are you, what are you watching most often? What, what do you like best? Go for it. Well, I got it down to six because Mitt's The Descent is on my list. Spoiler alert. Oh, my so- gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it was hard for me to pick a limited amount of of titles, but I kind of just went back to like what Steve said. Well, what am I constantly rewatching? What can I quote? Like, what do I always go back to? Um, and for me, it's a weird smattering. Um, I really like The Collector. That's from 2009. Of course, The Descent, as I mentioned before. Um, but I think that The Cabin in the Woods is is really an unsung uh, like mid-2000s gem. And I watch that probably two or three times a year, maybe twice around Halloween. Um, and also similarly, of course, The Lost Boys is one of my very favorites. Also highly quotable, perfect cast ensemble or ensemble cast. And then, of course, also the classics like Hellraiser and Trick or Treat. Because I love a good anthology. Okay, um... Let's see, for my list, uh, just side note, I agree on the Cabin in the Woods thing because uh, I, I didn't put it on my list, but I almost did. It, that one's, I really like that one a lot. It's so good, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's great. All right, uh, so my list, I have Alien. I've already mentioned that one. I, I could watch that anytime, um, and I do. I watch it a lot, and I've quickly followed up by Aliens, um, that's not part of the list, but um, just, uh, but yeah, I love I love both of those movies, and then Shaun of the Dead is definitely on my list. Uh, the Thing from uh, uh, 1982. I I also did like the the um, sequel. I guess it's more of a prequel. Um, I did like that one too. Uh, then I have It Chapter One. Uh, I didn't like Chapter Two as much, but it, Chapter One was. I just really loved, I, I like the book and I felt like they did a good job with that. And my last one that I put on was Prey. Uh, I debated whether or not to put it on this because there, there are a lot of good movies out there, but I feel like Prey uh, kind of, it was another one that, another kind of un, unsung one and it kind of went under the radar, I feel like for a lot of people, but it was, I, I thought that was really good. I thought they did a really good job with it and it's, I, I, it's my favorite Predator movie. Uh, so anyways, I uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. It was a really good movie. Okay, so for me, uh, this is going to be sort of echoing my top genres, but my favorite three zombie movies, I'll say, because this is my top five horror films in general, but my top three favorite zombie movies are Dawn of the Dead, 1978, uh, 28 Days Later, and Shaun of the Dead. And then my favorite, my other two favorites are my favorite slashers, which would be Halloween and Scream. But I, 
there's just so many that I like. Um, but yeah, that's that's my top five favorite films that I could just sit down and watch any of those anytime. Yeah, that's it. It's hard to narrow it down, so I'm just going to do top three, okay? My favorite horror movie of all time is Scream. Um, and then second place I would probably give to not a movie, but Stranger Things the series. I've watched it multiple times. <laughs> I don't know why I like it so much, but I love Stranger Things. And three I'm going to give to Silence of the Lambs. Um, it was my first time watching it for this. Was it my first time watching it? I think it was my first time watching it for this series. But I absolutely love it. And it's funny because I, I just looked back at the other spreadsheet and I saw that I said no for Science of the Lambs as horror. But I finally found what I'm changing my answer to. It's I'm changing my answer to yes for Science of the Lambs. And I can see that becoming one of my favorite cult classic horror films. Honestly, like... It's funny because I had a little bit of a conversation with Brianna off and on while she was putting together her list and tell me how hard this was to decide. And I agree. It was really hard to decide what I thought my top five horror movies were. I went back and forth and I went every which way going through this. And uh, there are movies that you guys have said that I was like a hair's breadth from picking a lot of the times. Like Shaun of the Dead, I thought about putting on my list. I thought about putting Alien on my list. I thought about putting Cabin in the Woods on my list. Um... And then, while it didn't make my list, I will say, Brianna, The Collector was a solid recommendation. I really like The Collection, and I am waiting for that third film. Like, when is that going to happen? I know, right? I told you it was good. I wouldn't steer you wrong. You did not. That was, I, that was solid. I was into it. And plus, Trick or Treat, that one's really good, too. Silence of the Lambs. Like, anyway, just all of these great selections all the way around. Uh, my top five, what it ended up being, was Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 one. Uh, Evil Dead 2, Phantasm, The Thing, and You're Next. With I Just so I could squeeze in some honorable mentions, I put my honorable mentions as Alien and Scream. Cause I do really love those movies too. But I think I put the ones I did as my top five because they're the ones that I do. I, I watch a fair amount just for the hell of it. And I spend a lot of time thinking about, and as much as I do like Alien and Scream, I think I just like the ones above that on my list just a little bit more. But if you asked me in a month, I'd probably say something else. And if you asked me again in a year, I'd probably say something else. I, I think the one thing I can be sure of is that Dawn of the Dead's probably going to be the top of my list anytime you ask me, because that's just, I, I love that movie. So anyway, there's my top five. Is anybody surprised by anybody's list? I'm kind of curious on that. Like, I think everybody had some just really solid answers. I thought I would have thought you would have put Scream in your top five, but that's brought. That's I thought so too. Me. I thought I would have too, but apparently I didn't. It's weird. So many good movies, though. Like you said, like all so many good recommendations, so many good things. Like, there's a bunch or a few on um brianna's list that i haven't seen like the collector i haven't seen hellraiser or trick-or-treat but uh i need to check them out i will happily watch any of those with you all right i thought we would finish out this with uh some mini lightning rounds so i'll go through and just again to kind of refresh everyone's 
uh, on how this works. So say movie, and you just have to gut reaction, say horror, not horror, or if you haven't seen it, you can pass. And uh, you have like 30 seconds to just, if you want to give a quick reaction to why you think it is or it isn't. All right, is everybody ready? Clear on how this all works? Ready, Freddy. Ready. Yes. Aye, aye, Captain. Yes, I am ready. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we'll start out with Hellboy. Not horror. Good guy wins. Not horror to action-y? Not horror. Not horror. I'm going to say yes, but I need to see it again real recently to be able to say, because I feel like it deals with enough horror aspects, but I don't know. have to check it out again. All right. Waterworld. Oh, for sure, horror. That movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it on there because it's like post-apocalyptic, uh, post uh, but it's one of those like tone things. Like There's a lot there, but not horror. Not horror. Pass. I'm going to say not horror on that one either. Yeah, like, I know it's post-apocalyptic, but yeah, I guess that's maybe in some ways the, the movie that proves that, yeah, post-apocalypse doesn't equal horror. The Crow. Oh, I got to pass. We need this to be an episode. That's not fair. I, I think we need to do an episode on it too, but uh, my gut reaction is yes, horror. I've never seen it, but I'm going to answer that it's horror, you cowards. I've never seen it either, but it sounds like horror. Because crows are scary. See, now I have to be the contrarian Aquarian. I don't think it is horror, and this is like my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta unfortunately pass, because I still have not seen it. Steven, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I lecture you about this like four months ago? What have you been doing? You had one job. You did, but I have some plans on this one, so I will rectify <sighs> it over the summer for sure. Thank you. I will sleep soundly at night knowing that you've watched this movie. All right. Um, I don't. Do we? I don't remember if we mentioned this last time, but we're going to do it again if we, even if we did. Hocus Pocus. Oh, for sure, horror. That's children's horror, straight up. Man, it's got music. Yeah, I'll go children's horror. Wait, say again what it was? Hocus Pocus. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to say not horror. I'm going to go not horror on this one. There's a zombie in it. How can it not be horror? But he's a nice zombie. But he's still a zombie. But he's nice. <laughs> and the kid gets turned into a cat for like That is pretty two scary. Power yeah, and like the little girl, they like kill the little girl at the beginning. Okay, it's up for debate. <laughs> season like three? My reaction is to say no. Yeah, maybe. Maybe for season three, we might have to tackle this. Okay, but only the original, not the sequel. No. Purist. <laughs> I'm a purist. I'm sorry, there is one Hocus Pocus film. One. Only one that matters. <laughs> All right, this, uh, and then Matt's list had a lot of Harry Potters on there. For the hell of it, we'll say three. Harry Potter three. That's the Prisoner of Azkaban for those keeping the score at home. That's not the one where uh, Edward Cullen dies, right? <laughs> no, that one's four. <laughs> Triggered! My son! I mean, 
they did cast Dracula as Sirius Black. So I'm going to go with horror. Sure. I think it's got a lot there, especially, you know, werewolves and dementors and things. I'd call I'd call it at least horror adjacent, if not horror. I'll say horror. Yeah, I think three is probably one of the more horror ones. So horror. Yeah, I'd say it's it's up there. Uh, my, I don't know if I would call it the most horror, but it's definitely in the top three of the Harry Potter movies. So I'm going to say horror for the Dementors and the Dark Tongue. I think we should make this an episode, too. That's a major franchise. Like, yeah, we deserve to know. The world deserves to know if it's horror. <laughs> I, my gut reaction is to say yes on it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll say yes for this. Okay, we're going to do one more round through. So we'll grab another one from everybody's suggestions. I will let everybody pick from their list which suggestion they're going to do. So I will first do for mine, I'll do Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, that qualifies as horror. That was a really fucked up story. Ooh, my gut reaction is no, but I think probably it actually is yes. Like you said, like with all the stuff that's going on, it just has a candy coating on it, so to speak. <laughs> just imagine that girl being juiced. Yeah. yeah. Especially if we're talking about the book versus the movies. Oh my God, yeah. Definitely horror. I recently watched the original one with my kids and they were like freaked out in the boat scene. My daughter was like, what the, what is happening? Because of course they were. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is that? So yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say horror. I'm going to say not horror, but first of all, the boat scene's terrifying. And the subtext of the movie is really disturbing. So I think they could make it into a horror movie. I honestly think... If, with good writing and a good director, they could make a Willy Wonka horror movie and it would work really well. I'm going to say no, but there's some strong horror elements in it. Okay. Children of Men. I gotta pass. I have not seen this, but I do think that's the one with Clive Owen in it, right? Correct. Yep. Never saw it. Sorry. Can't weigh in. He's got a great jawline, though. Um, I mean, I picked this, but uh, it's it's a tough one for me because it is kind of post-apocalyptic. It's definitely got that hopeless like drop moment in it, and the tone's pretty there for me. Um, but oh, I don't know. I'm gonna maybe say well, oof. Uh, I guess I'll say no, but I think there's a lot there. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I'm gonna say no. I have not seen this one, but I just read the Wikipedia summary, and I'm going to say no, it looks more like a, maybe like a sci-fi action type of thing. I'll say it's got a real dark tone to it, for sure. Um, it, interesting bit of trivia, the same person who directed Children of Men also directed Harry Potter 3. That's Alfonso uh, Coron, I think is how you say the last name. But anyway, excellent director. They also did Gravity. But anyway, um, Children of Men have been at my like top five non-horror movies at one point although i haven't watched it much recently anyway all that to say i'm gonna go with no although it is very dark it's a very dark movie all right and then from brianna's list we're doing death becomes her strong contender could be horror comedy i would have to watch it again um i'm gonna go with yes it's horror i will go with uh, horror comedy as well i think it's there uh yes 
I'm gonna go no. I say yes. It's on the bubble, but horror comedy. I think I'd go for that. All right, and then from Mitz's list, she picked Haunted the Haunted Mansion. Now, uh, there will be two movies, not too long from when this airs at that point, but we're talking about the Eddie Murphy one. I think that qualifies as children's horror, too. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, I'll call it children's horror. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I'll call it children's horror. I can go with that, too. I, I think that works for this one. And then, uh, Matt, if you had a choice from your list for the final one for today. Mm, okay. Um, I would say Harry Potter 5. And I would say Harry Potter 5 is maybe straight horror. It could at least fall into the children's horror genre. Wait, which one is 5? That's not the one with Ed- Edward Cullen, right? Yeah, it's the one, it's Harry Potter and the year that he had PTSD. (laughs) You know what? I am gonna have to pass. I don't know that I saw it. I know that I stopped reading the books once they killed off a particular character and I got very angry about it. And I don't know that I watched the movies either. I'm gonna go against you, Matt. I'm gonna say that five is not horror. Not, not horror. Yeah, that's my answer. It's not as horror as three. I will say it. It the I will say yes, yes horror. I want to say I'm going to say no on this one. Um, I think if any Harry Potter is, then it's three. But I don't. I don't know. Five has some dark elements, but I. I don't know that ending too. Oh, I'm waffling on this one. My questions. I'm going to stick with no. All right. Well. That is everything we have planned for our season two wrap up episode. Any other final thoughts on season two before we close this out? Season two was bitching. Huzzah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for the final episode of season two of Is It Horror? We will be starting season three up again in October, but we do have a bonus episode in the works during the so look out for that and then uh last year as you may remember we did kind of do a horror marathon where just every day you could look at our instagram and you would see what horror movie to watch and each would have a theme and so we will be doing that again i'm working on getting that together Uh, we are going to be talking about the original night of the living dead on the first episode of season three when we come back that's going to be on october 1st so you can join us there for that and then uh in the meantime just One of the things that helps us out the most is just continuing to grow our audience. So if you have anybody who's looking for a podcast that you know and you would want to recommend us to them, that would be great. That always helps us so much. And uh, thanks for joining us along the ride here for season two. I'm also going to put it out there on social media to see if any of our audience, any of our listeners have suggestions on what things they'd like to see us cover here in the future. So look out for that and be sure to let us know what you think we ought to cover. And uh, yeah, so thanks again for joining us and we'll see you again in October. Like I said, there'll be a summer episode so see you a little bit sooner, but uh, definitely in October. And uh, I have been Steve. And I'm Brianna. Now I'm Joe. I'm Matt. And I am Mitz. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye. God damn, thank goodness the season's over. Holy shit. <laughs> it was a spicy season, too. A good season. It was very hard to pick favorites. Thanks for joining us at Is It Horror? We post new episodes every other Friday. Think we didn't give this movie a fair shake? Think we missed something? Do you have a suggestion for future episodes? Or did you just want to say hi? If so, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Is It Horror Pod, or you can email us at Is It Horror Podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay safe and keep asking yourself, Is it horror?